When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Super Wild Card Week. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And on today's show, we're going to dive into the Super Wild Card Weekend slate, position by position, with some value plays, some dart throws, and we'll build a lineup as well. Here joining me is the most accurate fantasy ranker in the game, the odds maker Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, hopefully your uh, your 2023 futures ended up a little bit better uh, than mine. <laughs> I uh, ended up losing a few on uh, running back unders, where every back uh, played every snap of the season, so I lost those. Oh. Uh, but I did good on like the, the win totals and like uh, bets I made that I didn't log in the app. But uh, other than that, uh, hope you hope you did good on yours. I mean, I had a lot of, I had the Falcons to win the division. So I know I didn't do good on uh, that. I think I got that Brian Robinson under barely and, and the Dak Into under. So I got, yeah, the I got Dak little, hit. Yeah, yeah. The under interceptions. Yeah. That was yeah, a good one. Yeah. 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 It's so like most of those kind of ones, but yeah, most of the longer shot ones, uh, not as, not as good, but I mean, that's what futures are for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're fun. But, uh, yeah, if, uh, if you haven't, heard us on the player projections episode over on the action network podcast channel be sure to check that out as well and also if you haven't left a five-star rating and review yet and you enjoy the show please jump in and do that we run a contest where we pick our favorite each week and that person can win either a free one-year sub to action pro or some swag from the action network shop this week's winner is B City 138. So thanks, B City 138, for the rating and review. You can email podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Also, don't forget we got the Action Network Discord server. Link in the episode description for that. And to all of our listeners, uh, like Sean and I, who do prize picks, uh, you can now track all of your prize picks entries instantly and automatically in the Action app. Uh, we just rolled out Fantasy Sync in the app, which Makes it all possible. You get in-game win probabilities, player stat alerts, all of that for free. So if you want to opt in and start tracking your prize pick entries, just click the link in the episode description. Uh, that's good stuff. So uh, be sure to check that out. But uh, Sean, let's jump into Wild Card Weekend. Let's talk the six-game slate here. Uh, go position by position with a, a value and a dart throw. So a quarterback value, who do you like? Yeah, so I like uh, Jared Goff here. He's only 6,200 on DK. Um, you know, everyone's talking about 
Matthew Stafford's revenge game here, but this is one for Goff too. I mean, <laughs> if people forget, he was on the Rams, went to the Super Bowl with them as well. So it's a revenge game for him as well. Um, the Rams, you know, their, their defense has been surprisingly good this year, but they've allowed 300 more passing yards and three of their last four non-week 18 games. Um, so, you, you know, Goff, he has some really good stacking partners in like Amon Ross St. Brown. You could even stack him with Jameer Gibbs. Um, I will like him a lot more at 6200 if Sam Laporta does suit up, which we don't really know what's going to happen right now. Uh, if Laporta's out, you know, maybe I'll shy away from him a bit. But either way, 6200 is just too cheap for Jared Goff and what should be more of a shootout game indoors. You know, some of these games have inclement weather that we can get to. So on this slate, I think Goff is very sneaky indoors at 6200 here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that game should be a, a high-scoring one. You know, a lot of these other ones, you know, weather going to be a concern, but, uh, you know, this one, indoor, two shaky defenses, should be a lot of scoring. Th- this and the uh, the Texans game, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, but that better defense for the Browns in that one. Um, speaking of which, I like uh, Joe Flacco, <laughs> 6,100 at Houston. Uh, you know, this guy's been averaging over 320 passing yards per game, 2.6 touchdowns per game in his five starts. Uh, you know, this Houston defense, number two in DVOA against the run. Didn't look like it against Indianapolis, but uh, one of the best run defenses and just 23rd against the pass. So this is another spot where this Cleveland offense with Flacco uh, could have success throwing the football. They've been willing to do that. You know, they were kind of a thought of as a run-heavy team most of most of their you know, Kevin Stefanski's tenure, but I think that had a lot to do with, you know, you had Nick Chubb, you had Baker Mayfield as the quarterback for most of that. Uh, and then, you know, Watson has been out, but now you found Flacco. I think they're a lot more willing to throw the football. So uh, like Flacco at 6,100 uh, against the Texans. All right, what about four dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to go with Baker Mayfield here. He's uh, 5,800 and has arguably the best matchup this week against the Eagles defense that just has been a disaster uh, lately. Um, and he, he was on fire, but uh, cooled off last week. I guess predictably you, you were calling that against the Panthers. It's not really oh, yeah. a good matchup for quarterbacks. They were able to lean on the run. Baker just looked, com- he was dealing injury after injury. So he didn't look great. So hopefully he's Closer to 100% has an extra day off playing Monday night. Um, so this should just be more of a pass-heavy game script for him here than it was against the Panthers. Uh, and right now, I, I, we could see heavy rain. We could see light rain. We could see no rain. Hard to say, but uh, something to monitor. But either way, he's just too cheap at 5,800 uh, based on this matchup at home against the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's that's my choice as well. I mean, I could go with Mason Rudolph. He's the only guy cheaper. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't really have much. Con- I mean, and these kind of slates, you always have to um, consider a guy like that. You know, Steelers could fall way behind and Rudolph might have to just throw 40, 45 times. But even even with that, you know, at Buffalo could be some weather. Uh, I, I'd much rather have Mayfield against what's been a, a bottom bottom tier uh, eagle pass defense than than Rudolph just because of uh of potential volume so yeah I, I agree I think it's Baker bust uh when you're going uh cheap at quarterback yeah what are the chances you think like Rudolph gets benched I mean he just kind of hmm. took over as you know the starter but if he struggles uh, I mean is does he have a long leash like what are your thoughts on that because it was interesting to just see he just you know out 
played Pickett and are going with him, but could easily yeah. go the other way here, right? Like, I, just tough. He has I a think, low floor is all I'm getting yeah, at. I, yeah. yeah, and I think that act, it would probably come into play if they are getting blown out, in which case that you yeah. lose that whole value of him just being high volume. So, yeah, I think it, there's definitely a better chance with him than – any other quarterback on this slate? So yeah, that's that is something to watch out for. And and it probably if they were getting blown out, that's probably when you would see yeah. it. So and it looked like he was kind of struggling in the weather uh, with you know ball security with the gloves. Kenny Pickett's used to playing with gloves, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be right I mean, up his alley. But it, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's not a great situation for Pittsburgh quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, period. Um. All right, running back value. Who do you like? Uh, Devin Singletary at 5,700 sticks out for me. Uh, obviously, you know, seeing the verse Cleveland isn't great because it is a tough matchup, but the Texans have been just leaning on Singletary as a true workhorse back last week in a must win game. Uh, Damian Pierce had zero rush attempts. They just really mm-hmm. leaned on Singletary. He saw 85% of the rush attempts, uh, also handled most of the passing down work as well. Um, so again, despite the tougher matchup, what we're banking on here is volume, uh, and the, the Browns defense, it's, it's been notable that they have been vulnerable or, you know, average at least on the road. So that's something to consider here. So this is a spot where Singletary could also be efficient to go along with the volume as well. So either way at 5,700, just with the guaranteed workload, I think he's hard to pass up uh, at this price. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of Pierce outside of special teams uh, right. anymore because they've just kind of changed their running scheme and uh, Pierce hasn't picked it up well. Singletary yeah. has. Uh, so the I think the only fluctuation is, you know, the the Texans were kind of leading most of uh, the game. Uh, Ogun Bawali probably will play on third downs, you yeah. know, if there's a lot of those. But uh, beyond that, yeah, Singletary still could see, you know, 80% plus of the snaps. Um beyond that because yeah pierce is not i don't i don't know if he'll get a snap on offense uh for me it's Jalen warren i like buying low on you know with the, all the Najee hype because i think this game script you know the Steelers are three and oh in their last three of course they they uh they turn it up late in the year get get to tom went to his uh winning season uh and they add another one for good measure but um you know when the Steelers are in more neutral negative game script i still think you see more warren one thing about Najee Harris, as he has kind of exploded as a runner over these last three weeks, his passing down usage, passing, yeah, passing down usage has gone way down. And he's been in on 40% or fewer of the pass snaps each of the last four games, been under 30% three of the last four. So if you see uh, the Buffalo Bills, who are, you know, big favorites, take take a lead here, especially early in the game, I don't think you're going to see nearly as much of Najee Harris, even though he looks really good, uh, you know, those 26, 27 carries that he's been having could get cut in half, if not more. Whereas Jalen Warren, I still think he's going to, you know, he'll still see his eight, seven, you know, 10 carries, but it'll yep. also be a threat to catch, you know, five, six passes. So, uh, or if not more, so like Warren uh, this week at only 5,100 uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Leonard Fournette at uh, $4,400 against the Steelers. Uh, You know, last week, Ty Johnson left the game due to a concussion. So Fournette operated as the number two back, uh, saw seven carries for 20 yards. Uh, There's a chance Johnson's held out this week. In that case, it'll be pretty obvious. Fournette's the number two back. But I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette just 
becomes uh, James Cook's backup as soon as this week. I, I mean, he's still, you know, relatively in his prime of his careers, look good. This is a game where they'd probably want a back like him where we've talked about it, but the Bills could have a very run-heavy game plan here. Seems like you'd want to grind it out with Fournette when, when you want to give James Cook a break. Uh, and he's been in there for, like, their tush-push play, so – there's a chance, like, if they do get a goal on carry, they don't want Josh Allen to run it in. It could go to Leonard Fournette. Um, so it's just a game where, you know, there could be enough volume for someone like Fournette to get 10-plus touches here. Uh, and I think at, you know, 4,400 in a smaller slate like this, he's he's well worth the flyer because I think he does have a wide range of outcomes. And, we'll again, we'll have to monitor Ty Johnson's status. But I think at 4,400, he does have a high enough ceiling uh, to to take a few flyers on him. Yeah, playoff Lenny. This is what time yeah, we right. live. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's, it's playoff Lenny, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, James Cook is a lot better than, who was right. it? Ronald Jones? That was, that was who he was. Ronald supposed, Jones. Uh, yeah, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, no, this is, I'm, I'm sure, like, if, you know, if they're looking for a back that they trust, um, you know, it, it would be Fournette over Johnson anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, Kareem Hunt. He's always, I think, a fun dart throw just because, He's getting like 10 touches a game. That's what he's averaging since joining the Browns. A little more if you remove last uh, week 18. And he scored a touchdown uh, in nine. Uh, he scored nine touchdowns. So he's averaging over half a touchdown per game. Not going to give you much in terms of the efficiency. But, um, you know, if they are in scoring position or if they have a lead, uh, you know, Hunt could push for 15 touches and a touchdown. He's 4,700 on DK. Uh, and he actually did get four targets in the game uh, against Houston a couple weeks ago. Now, he didn't do much with them, but, uh, you know, he does have the potential to to see some work in the passing game as well. So uh, Kareem Hunt, like him, just kind of sneaky. He's not sexy. doesn't really stand out. Uh, but he's cheaper than even a guy like Chase Edmonds, um, who I think, you know, he's much more valuable than. So like uh, Kareem Hunt at 4,700. Yeah, I like it. And uh, Pierre Strong uh, had to leave the game last week, uh, and he's been kind of eating into Kareem Hunt's usage a bit. So if if he's out, which wouldn't shock me, uh, that's just going to lead to more touches for Hunt as well. All right, wide receiver, who you like for value? Uh, Got to go with Demarcus Robinson here at 3,600. I mean, I was talking about on our projections pod, um, I was just looking at his underlying metrics the past several games, and I thought I was looking at Puka Nakua. <laughs> and I was shocked. I was actually looking at Demarcus Robinson. So I, he's the clear number three target in this offense. Uh, should be a great matchup for the, the Rams offense against the Lions defense. that's really struggled uh, to close the season. So I think Demarcus Robinson uh, is clearly under the radar still, where even at 3,600, I don't know if his ownership will be high enough as it should be. Like he sticks out like a sore thumb there, but I think he's a good combo of just great value there and probably overlook like his, his Roster ship could be, you know, well below 20%. We'll see. But uh, either way, I'm going to have a ton of Demarcus Robinson uh, on the slate. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much the best value on the slate at 3,600. Yeah. Like he's he's been getting the same underlying usage essentially as Cup and Nakua, uh, you know, nine, like 98% route participation rate yeah. and all that good stuff. So he's cheaper, yeah, he's cheaper than Cedric Tillman. Uh, absurd. Absurd. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's that's clear. He's he should be in every cash lineup, and yeah, he's I mean he's the top top dollar yeah. dollar value. Uh, for me, I'm going with Jaden Reed at 5700 uh, against the Cowboys. You know, Cowboys like to play a lot of man coverage, and Reed weeds the Packers and targets catches yards and touchdowns. 
against man coverage. He got four four touchdowns against man, which is uh, always something that could help in a, in a game like this against a, a tough defense that plays a lot of man. He's had 10 or more DraftKings points in 11 to 16 games this year, so got a high floor with the high ceiling. Could also see some rush attempts from him as well. Uh, some trickery, you know, if they ever, if they're going to kind of get some tricks out of the bag, this would be it, you know, their first playoff game. So uh, like Jaden Reed at 5,700, regardless of who else is, we got, I know Watson might be back and whatnot, but um, Reed has clearly emerged as like, you know, one of the centerpieces uh, of this offense. And the fact that you can kind of move him around uh, and he can, you know, get open against man, get some separation versus man coverage. I think he's going to have a pretty busy, uh, pretty busy day yep. against Dallas. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, Trey Palmer is 3,400, uh, has a great matchup here against the Eagles. And, you know, while Palmer has had a fairly quiet rookie season, uh, it's understandable considering he's the wide receiver three behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, but he has been trending up lately uh, over the last three games. He's averaged a 75% route run rate, 21% target rate. Uh, he's seen five or more targets in three straight games. He has the same amount of targets as Mike Evans the last three, which is 17 targets. Uh, and he does profile as a downfield threat, so he has big play upside. So a lot of reasons to like him this week against, you know, like I said, a shaky Eagles secondary. Uh, and he's only 3,400. So if you take him, you know, you could probably fit in one extra stud in your lineup. So he's just a great option for this six-game slate. Yeah, I like that. And the, that Eagle defense has been so bad against receivers <laughs> i mean it's been a struggle all year uh i'm gonna go with guys same price justin watson he's kind of off the radar but i think the thing with him is he leads the chiefs in you know yardage against man coverage anytime you get to the playoffs i think you know especially a team like the chiefs that's been struggling uh with their receiving core i think you're gonna see uh, a good bit of man coverage dolphins do tend to play uh a fair bit of man as well under vic fangio so uh justin watson you know downfield target but also a guy that they'll look to in one-on-one coverage averaging 17 yards a catch this year so uh like him against Miami as kind of a guy that's off the radar that could easily get you know long play long touchdown something like that uh in this uh in this game all right tight ends who you got for value Uh, I like Jake Ferguson um you know he's top three option on this slate and he's 4700 uh so he's just too cheap at this price tag, uh, and he's been very steady, uh, basically all season, but especially you know late uh, the last four games, been averaging an eighty four percent routes run rate, eighteen percent target rate. You know that that could go up uh, in the playoffs. And Green Bay has been struggling against tight ends. They've allowed six different tight ends to clear forty yards uh, in the last eight games. So this just seems like a, a good spot for Ferguson, who has you know a very high floor, but also you know has one two touchdown. Uh, upside here so uh, I think Ferguson just based on his price sticks out he might be a bit chalky so he's probably more of a cash game play and maybe tournaments you want to pivot someone else because I think he will be popular but just based on the pricing and the slate Ferguson sticks out like a sore thumb at 4700 for me yeah like Ferguson uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Najoku 5600 a little more expensive but uh, this Houston defense has allowed the second most uh, schedule adjusted Yards per game to tight ends at just under 65, according to FTN. And then Najoku in the four games with Joe Flacco, uh, six for 91 and two touchdowns, 10 for 104 and a touchdown, six for 44 and a touchdown, six for 134. So, I mean, he's just been, 
you talk about Amari Cooper. I mean, Joke has been right there as well, just putting up monster numbers. He's putting up old Kelsey Gronk type numbers yeah. uh, with, with Joe uh, Flacco. So yeah. I am I'm not gonna uh, you know kind of underrate that. I'm gonna take that seriously because I think especially even though Njoku has been going off, Cooper, you mentioned it with that 260 yard game. Uh, they probably have to, you know, devote their priorities to stopping him first and foremost. So uh, this could be a monster, another monster game for Njoku. Yeah. He's not even the defense's first priority. So uh, love him against Houston. Yeah, uh, he's, he's been passing the eye test too. Remember we talked about, it was like yeah. two years ago, it was James Conner. We were like, oh my God, he looks like the best running back in the game. Last year it was Evan Ingram when he broke out. Like if you watch yeah. him, he it, he he is matching his box scores. This year is David Njoku, where if you watch him, it's like he looks like a Madden build a character, like ninety nine across the board. <laughs> just yeah. it, not even fair. Uh, so yeah, I would not be shocked if he just goes off here. Yeah, that athleticism is finally starting to show up. Like yep. like on tape, it's just um okay. Dart throws. We got. Uh, I'm going with. Tucker Craft here. Uh, he he's pretty cheap. You know he's thirty three hundred. Uh, Luke Musgrave returned last week, uh, and you know Craft had his lowest output since week ten. It looks like you have to go all the way back to week ten. Um, so I think people will think, oh, you know Musgrave's back. It's gonna really hurt Craft's production. Um, but you know it didn't really impact his playing time. He still saw an eighty five percent routes run rate. Uh, they really eased Musgrave back in. So. Well, I think that could be closer this week. Like Musgrave's playing time might go up this week. They might just be willing to stick with Kraft, who's been really good when Musgrave's out. So I think we could still see Kraft, you know, averaging over an 80% routes run rate this week and beyond. So I think that people might be jumping off, you know, the bandwagon a bit here. And he's, you know, super cheap at 3,300. So I I like sticking with him despite Musgrave's return uh, and hoping he can, you know, bounce back a bit this week. Yeah, if anything, you know, he could still vulture a touchdown or something because, yeah. you know, a lot of those receivers, I'm sure, are going to be popular. Watson's pretty cheap. Reed's pretty cheap. Dot, all those receivers are cheap as well. So um, that's what, like, that that would be ideal if he just vultured one, a touchdown from one of those guys at that price. Um, for me, I'm going Kate Otten. I talked about him on our uh, player projection pod, but I think on the slate like this, you know, there's a lot of tight ends that are sexier than Kate Otten, but he's running a route pretty much every single drop back, uh, 97% or more, three of the last six, consistently over 90% uh, of the pass snaps on the field for Otten. And this Philadelphia defense, 28th in DVOA uh, against tight ends. So uh, we know they've been having issues at linebacker and all that. So uh, this is a spot where I think Otten could could be productive and, and you can get some leverage here. And also, over half of his targets and all four of his touchdowns have come when trailing. So this is the playoffs. The Eagles, you know, they were the, super, the defending uh, NFC champs. They might be in some trouble here, but they could – you do expect them to at least be able to beat, like, the NFC South team in the opening round. So uh, you probably see some negative game script for the Bucks as well. So that also helps Otten. So like him at 3,100 against the Eagles. All right, let's, uh, let's build a DK lineup. Uh, I think you went first last week, right? Um, I always forget this. I always forget this. Let me look at my team. I think I took Rashad White or Connor. I took one of those running backs as the first overall pick. So it's it's your pick this week. All right. I'll take the Chiefs D at 2,900. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. 
I well, gotta I'll get the Chiefs D I'll already. Remember I'll remember that next week. You had first pick this week because I'm gonna look at your Chiefs defense. <laughs> yeah. Gotta always right. get those onesie positions out of the way. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're cheap this week. Yeah, um, they're cheapest favorite. Cheapest favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, I'm gonna have to take my boy Demarcus Robinson. I think you even said he's the yeah. player best value. Best value. That's yeah. honestly, by far. Yeah, yeah, let's let's go with Robinson at thirty six hundred. Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, all right, I gotta go. With my guy Flacco here at uh, sixty one hundred at QB. Damn, this is got a lot of good options this week. I'm learning. Um, yep. almost don't know where to go. There's so many good plays out there. Yeah, let's go, uh, Devin Singletary at fifty seven hundred. All right, I'll take my guy Najoku at tight end fifty six hundred. All right, I'll hold off on tight. I guess I'll wait to see how yeah, much money you, I have. I just, I always Thanks gotta get my strategy now. That's my strategy. Yeah, the ones, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good, good call. Um, God, there are so many. Well, okay, first of all, let's, let's block your Flacco by taking Amari Cooper <laughs> at six. Let's do that. I can't let you get the stack. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. I'll go Jaden Reed at uh, wide receiver, 5,700. Yeah, I was kicking myself not go, spending up for C.D. Lamb last week. Let's go with him this week. I have him like five points higher than Tyree Kill. So, I yeah, mean, I could. Yeah, with the weather and everything. Yeah, I'll spend up to get him at nine k. Another indoor game. I think that's there's three games indoors. Yeah, this week. yeah. That that. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to mention that's that huge. one. Yeah. All right, I'll take uh, Jalen Warren at fifty one hundred. I think it's gonna be his type of game, game script wise. So uh get on top of that now. Yeah, damn. I should have nabbed him there. That's huge. Um yeah, there aren't like a lot of good cheap options at running back, so probably have to spend more than five K on both running backs. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my defense here. Uh let's go with Bill's defense. I almost thought oh I'm stacking them with Devin Singletary and I forgot he's on a completely different team this year. Uh, but yeah, they're only thirty five hundred. They're they're facing Rudolph to start the game, who you know was a sack or interception waiting to happen last week. So I like them there at this price. Yeah, yeah, don't mind them at all. So fifty three hundred right. remaining for quarterback, running back, tight end, and flex. I got sixty one fifty running back, two wide receivers, flex. Let's spin up a little bit. Let's go Kyron at seventy three hundred at running back. That's a good one. I saw I was showing like 20 yards of value on his player prop right now. Yeah, he's, he's a little uh, underpriced. Him and Rashad White, kind of. I mean. It, yeah, yeah. He, he's very underpriced on DK. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't go that route. Uh, but his player prop seems too low, too. I think everybody's uh, like proje- projecting one of the backups to get a carry. Uh, yeah, that no. is not That is not smart. He's getting no. 25 touches this week. Yeah. So you, so you have... You took both your running backs now. Um, yeah, so I need I have two wide receivers and a flex spot to fill okay. with uh, fifty-seven, sixty-six average. All right, damn it. Yeah, I was gonna go with Kyron. Shit, and then just go <laughs> cheap elsewhere. Let me just lock in my onesies now. Goff or Stafford? Who do I want to go with? Um, I will go with Stafford at sixty-five hundred. All right. So every Kyron rushing touchdown is gonna kill me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you got you got a Robinson too, so you're. Oh yeah, yeah, nice little stack there. Yep, you like that. Um, I'll go with Puka seventy two hundred. Nice. I'll go with uh, Ferguson as my tight end at forty seven hundred. All right. Let's go with Rasheed Rice at my wide receiver three sixty six hundred. Should be good to go. 
I know he's got the questionable oh. tag, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's been balling. Number one target yep. in KC these days. Yep, I I almost went with him. Uh, I'll I'll go with the Chiefs though. I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Ooh, at I like it. 6,400. I mean, just so many good players in this range. Like you know, Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs, James Cook. I think you know. Devon Achan and Mostert being in this price range, obviously they have a high ceiling, but it's just tough to get behind either back uh, if they're both healthy. So I, I just think in that range, it's like Pacheco, Jones, Gibbs, Cook. Can't go wrong with any of those guys right now. All right, so I got, I'm got. i going to go cheap for the flex. I got 3,500, uh, and I'm going to go... Let's go Khalil Shakir at 3,400. <laughs> I'm going to go with him because I think you have a little bit of upside if Gabe Davis isn't 100%, Ooh, but... Yeah. You know, also, he's kind of been – he's had these, like, big games and big plays, uh, even, you know, with, you know, them kind of going back to more of a two-tight end look. So, yeah, I'll go with him for some kind of – it was between him, Watson, Higby. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, Jameson Williams, I think he's going to play, but not sure. But, yeah, let's go with Shakir. I, I like the like the big play potential here. Yeah, I like that call. I didn't factor in, like, if Gabe is out, you know, his projection will only go up. I thought – you're going to go with him or Trey Palmer, and I was just going to take whoever you didn't take. But since I have 3,800, um, and since I gave out Palmer as a dart throw, let's just go with Trey Palmer. Yeah, I thought about him too. Let's recap we got. Uh, so I have Matthew Stafford. At running back, I have Devin Singletary, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, at wide receiver, I have Demarcus Robinson, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, and at tight end, I went with Jake Ferguson. Uh, for my flex, I went with Trey Palmer. And for defense, I went with the Bills uh, facing the Steelers at 3500 So I have $400 left over. All right. I have uh, Flacco at quarterback, 6100 at Houston. Uh, Jalen Warren at running back, 5100 at Buffalo. Kyron Williams, 7300 at running back at Detroit. Wide receivers, Rasheed Rice, 6600 against Miami. Uh, Puka Nakua, 7200 at Detroit. And Jaden Reed, 5700 at Dallas, my tight end, Najoku, 5,600 uh, at Houston as well. And then Shakir in the flex at 3,400 Chiefs defense, uh, 2,900 cheapest favorite uh, at home against Miami. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the fantasy preview episode of the Fantasy Flex for Super Wild Card Weekend. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. Fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Also, reminder, our full player projections episode is out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel and our Action Network Discord server is live. You can get information for that in the episode description. And don't forget Fantasy Sync on the Action Network app lets you sync your prize picks. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Till next time, let's get this money. And to everybody who's going to be out in Jersey, I'll see you then. Peace. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.